This is Get Money, a podcast about getting your financial shit together. Get money. Today's topic, budgeting. I am so tired of financial advice that simply suggests I cut out iced coffee and avocado toast from my life to achieve financial freedom. I'm going to have some fucking iced coffee and avocado toast if it fits in my budget. Okay, boomer. I'm Amber. I'm a breaking news reporter, but I also have a real interest in personal finance and investing. And I'm here with Carl. I'm a law student. I spent five years working on Wall Street. I love talking about money because I love money. AJ. I'm a certified financial planner and an enrolled agent. I come from a background of music journalism and book editing. I love talking about money because no one else does. And Shane. Uh, I'm a CPA and a CFP. I own a tax firm and a financial planning firm with AJ. I love talking about money because I love helping people. I love talking about money because I love spending money. Okay, listeners, we're going to all be chatting about a lot of different things throughout this episode. And then at the end, we'll bring it back around, summarize things, and leave you with some really clear jumping off points. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. It's time for a little money motivation. Money motivation. Everybody out there always tells you, get your money, save your money, get your money, save your money. And as great as that is, and I agree with it, that shit could get really boring. The reason why we get money is so we can enjoy it, right? You should spend your money. I'm not saying spend all your money, but spend it every once in a while. Money motivation. See, for example, after three checks of saving from my first job, I bought myself a pair of $700 Gucci loafers. I never regretted buying those loafers. I still wear those loafers. And it makes me feel good that I was able to save money so that I can buy an item that I want. See, saving should be a fun activity. It shouldn't be this punishment. And you shouldn't feel bad if you blow money every once in a while. So stay on it. Save, but spend every once in a while. Motivation. What's like the biggest purchase that felt like a really big fucking deal at the time? 1971 Chevy C10 short bed pickup truck. It was beautiful. It was periwinkle blue. It had California plates that said C-A-L-G-R-L because I bought it from a California girl. Uh, but all my friends called her call girl when I drove her around <laughs> Austin, Texas when I was 23. It was beautiful. Beautiful old truck. How much did she cost? Uh, 8500 I paid cash for it. For me, for like a 23-year-old coming up with $8,500 in cash to buy that thing, that felt really empowering to be able to do that. It was pretty rad. It's also one of the biggest financial mistakes I've ever made because uh, that car ended up being totaled without insurance. <laughs> it's a story for another time. Yeah. You win some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah. That might be why it feels so expensive as well. Well, that then gets us into what we're talking about, which is budgets and budgeting. Budget is a bad word. It's a, it's a B word for sure. Four letter word. It's a four letter word. It's not a four letter word. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was Stretch like, B- joke. <laughs> you. No, it's not four letters. 
I am not a fan of budgeting in the classic sense because we're all human and we don't do well with limitations. You know, setting up numbers with specific categories, you know, I am not going to spend more than $500 on dining out this month. What does that mean? What if it's your birthday and you want to take yourself out for dinner or if your sister's in town and you go out for a nice meal? Why $500 this month? You're setting yourself up to fail. You know, a budget seems to be designed wherein you only spend this amount and then you save what's left over. But in reality, most people just spend everything that's in their pocket. So behaviorally, it's tough to overcome that. We work in the opposite direction with our clients where we set up a savings rate. You know, as long as we save a certain percentage, we're going to reach our goal. And then to hell with what you spent the rest on. As long as you're not going into credit card debt, spend it freely as you will. A budget has people thinking about their money all the time. So it creates anxiety. Not a fan of budgets. I am a fan of tracking your expenses to be in touch with where your spending is going. That I'm a huge advocate for anything you need to just make sure you know where that money is going. And just look through it, right? You'll be able to like catch trends. Like I definitely ordered Seamless six nights out of seven nights this week. And I did that two weeks in a row. But at least know you did it. Right. You should be able to like retrace your steps backwards. Even if we're not using a specific budget of like, here is the X amount of dollars that you are allowed to spend on fun things. Mm -hmm. Is there like a general like percentage of pay or something like that? Our goal for all of our clients is to get them to a 20 percent savings rate. And that can feel astronomical for someone just starting out or someone who's got loan payments to make. But that's that's a great goal to have. And whatever you're able to start with now, set up some kind of incremental increase. So if you're only able to save 1% now, let's make it 2%, you know, every other month or 5% each year, kind of training yourself to gradually save more leads to just better behavior and you're not stressed out about it all the time. 20% is pretty standard. It, like something my mom told me, but she told me 20% for, for another reason. 10% was to save, but 10% was to give to church. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn girl, you want me to give 10% of my money to church? Wow. <laughs> Let's call up grandpa. Hello? Hey grandpa, it's Allie. How are you? How are you doing? I'm Murray Bosan. And uh, I'm the grandfather to Allie Jane Grossan. So how can I help you? Do you believe in budgets? Have you ever created a budget before? No, to be honest with you, no, I uh, have not. But I strongly, strongly recommend uh, it's so important to set aside deliberately a certain amount of money each month and stick to it. That's uh, much easier said than done, but it is very important. I agree. That's exactly the advice that I give to all my clients. And uh, when you go uh, shopping, <laughs> when you go to the, the grocery store, go shopping, have a full meal before you get there. <laughs> that, that, uh, if you go there hungry, you're liable to take the uh, super deluxe. Don't buy something on the spur of the moment, so to speak. I love it. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Have a great one. Love Bye. you. Bye. Get money, 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 Well, I'm thinking this idea of both like trying to not focus too much on your money and like automate things so they just automatically do it, but then also being conscious of how much you're spending in your expenses. So like what are the best apps or programs that people can use to really monitor what they're spending? There's an app called Tiller 
it's essentially a Google spreadsheet and it connects to all your bank accounts, all your credit cards, and it pulls in every transaction. And you can go through and manually categorize what went on, but you can also teach it. It gets smarter and it learns what transactions are which. One of the other great things about it is that it costs money. True. Which is like, why is that a good thing? It's because if, if something's free, then you're the product, right? So the things that provide services for free are harvesting your data and trying to sell you things like credit cards or financial advice. So Tiller's, you got to pay money for Tiller, but it's just a simple app that categorizes transactions for you. So uh, it's worth the money in our opinion. So AJ, who gets money? Virginia Woolf gets money. Virginia Woolf is like very like UBI energy. <laughs> oh yeah, she's it. original bad bitch for sure. Yo. Virginia Woolf was a early 20th century feminist writer and novelist. And she wrote this, it's more like an, a series of essays or one long essay called A Room of One's Own. And it's kind of outdated. But the whole premise of the book is, you know, women never really got a chance to write because they never had a room of their own. And she has this like great quote that I love where she says, it's remarkable what a change of temper a fixed income will bring about. No force in the world can take from me my 500 pounds. Food, house and clothing are mine forever. So she's just talking about how if you have a budget to pay the basic necessities, you can do whatever you want. And I think that's so rad. <laughs> 500 pounds, I'd t- I would take that. That seems like a decent amount. Yeah, with inflation, that's like $20 million. Amazing. I'm like, <laughs> yes, I will have Virginia Woolf's 500 pounds a month. Thank you very much. Nothing is more empowering than independence, right? Financial independence. Some big middle finger to the rest of the world. Energy. Big wolf energy, you know. Word. <laughs> It kind of sounds like in this group that the B word is not really budget, but more behavior. Yeah. You got to know yourself. There's a lot, been a lot of great behavioral finance research on this topic recently about ways to trick yourself into getting rich. And one of the big monsters to overcome in the behavioral space is lifestyle inflation. So as your income grows, which hopefully everyone that's listening to this, may your income grow in the future, um, you need to bump up your savings rate um, and you need to bump up your savings to, to capture some of that increased income so that your lifestyle doesn't inflate and just eat up all that additional income. Otherwise, you'll never reach your goals. Behavioral finance is a subfield of behavioral economics and proposes that psychological influences and biases affect the financial behaviors of investors. These influences and biases can explain all types of unexpected market changes, specifically weird stuff in the stock market. All right, now it's time for one of our producers, Ivana, to pop in here and quiz us on her not-too-afraid-to-ask question. Hey, guys. Hey, what's good, Ivana? So my question is, how many bank accounts should I have? Yeah, well, we think everyone um, should have at least three accounts, right? So we would have a checking account. It's like we're walking around money. We like our clients to have one or two months of spending money in their checking account so that it's flexible and they can pull that out if necessary. We like everyone to have an emergency fund as well, which is money that we should forget that we have. That's for huge, huge things in the future. Emergencies like an unexpected tax bill or someone in the family gets sick or really you get laid off is the main reason. Uh, And you want between three and 12 months of living expenses in that account. So I have a checking and a savings and my savings in your checking account I kind of look at and one of the same. Like when I'm out of money in my checking account, I just transfer it from my savings. Yeah, I'm a big fan of actually having your emergency fund at a different bank than your checking account because then you're not tempted to kind of scoop it over. Uh, It would be great if you could forget that the emergency fund exists. So once you've saved up your three months of living expenses, it's at a different bank. You're not looking at it every day when you're checking your checking account balance. Yeah, we forget it's there. 
That's exactly what I do. And I don't even have the app for that bank on my phone. Ah. So I can't log in really easily and see it in quite the same way that I can with my everyday checking and savings accounts. Yeah. Nice behavioral hack for yourself. So are there any like tangible like steps to save three to 12 months of living expenses? That sounds nice, but kind of unreasonable. Well, first, you got to figure out what your living expenses are, right? So we're talking about rents, dining out, groceries. Loan payments. Right. All that stuff. You add those up, multiply by three, obviously. And then your question is, mechanically, how do we get there? I would recommend automatic transfers. We really love automatic contributions where you don't have to manually do it because human beings take the path of least resistance in most cases. So if you just have it automatically transfer out of your account, you forget it's there. So Yeah, and if you get a bonus... Um, you know, one-time cash bonus, or maybe you worked a few extra hours this week. I love starting off strong. So transferring that little bump over to your uh, emergency fund is a great way to start. Okay. And we can't forget about the third fund. Uh, We like to call it the curveball fund um, because we never know what's coming at us. So that fund we can use for things like a vacation or saving for a down payment on a home or, you know, something that's unexpected, but we probably want to do as opposed to the emergency fund, which is something that uh, something bad happens and we have to pull from that. So those are our three accounts. We've got our checking account at one bank and then we've got our emergency fund and potentially also a curveball fund at a different bank. We like to park those emergency funds and potentially curveball funds since we're not supposed to be touching those very often, not very liquid, unlike our checking account. It's just going to sit there. So since it's just sitting there, we like to park it at what we call a high yield savings account. Um, there's a lot of online banks that don't have the same expenses of your of a, your brick and mortar around the corner bank that's paying you maybe 0.01% interest on your savings account. So there's online banks. One of our personal favorites is Ally because my business partner's name. Sup. <laughs> is Ally. Or is Ally. Um, and they pay um, about sometimes 100x more than your brick and mortar bank. So you can actually get a decent return on your money, a few hundred dollars a year. It's free money. So can only savings accounts earn interest? No, there's actually some checking accounts out there that do pay you interest. Those are also going to be at your online banks. Um, So they're going to want to, they're they're trying to grab customers away from the brick and mortar bank. So they're going to incentivize you with, you know, maybe earning 1% on your money that's sitting in a checking account. Hmm. How often do you check your bank accounts? Every morning. First thing I do in the morning is check my account. It's weird. My girlfriend looks over on the bed and she's like, again? It's the first thing I do in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. It's a spicy story. (laughs) (laughs) Again. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Anytime. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
People say saving money in order to have more time is the greatest thing you can do. What do y'all think about that? 100% agree. You kidding me? Once you have the, enough money to not clean your own house, that's a fantastic feeling. Yeah, I take a lot of cars instead of walking or taking the train because at the end of the day, I'm really tired and I just want to get home and hit the couch and eat takeout Chinese food. And that is so valuable to me. And it allows me to be refreshed for the next day. Nah, I feel that. I always feel like if I can throw money at a problem, then it's no longer a problem. So if there's anything that I can do, whether that's like getting a car or paying something to be done or like buying a new thing and having it sent express, like paying the extra money so that it arrives in time in order just to like save my sanity and time later. Just buying lunch at work. I hate buying lunch at work. <laughs> oh, yeah. I very much bring my own lunch because it saves me time. It means I don't have to go out go out and like wait in a line somewhere and, and so forth. I can literally like sit down in a quiet corner and like read a book or like flick through Instagram stories and have my lunch that way. So that's actually both saving time and money. Double I'm, whammy. I'm with you there for sure. I, I try to bring my lunch every day if I can. I mean, I think it harkens back to the things that like material goods don't really provide as much happiness as experiences do and not having to do things that you don't want to do. Yep. Time is so valuable. You know, spending it with people you love, friends, family, instead of spending it scrubbing your bathtub because it has a lot of mold on it. Like that's money well spent in my opinion. This is how you get money. When it comes to budgeting, don't. It doesn't work. Try this instead. Save first and spend the rest, aka pay yourself first. Set aside savings before you spend money each month. And spend less than you make. That might sound obvious, but if you're spending less than you make, you will have money left over at the end of each month to save. Here are three tactical things you can try to manage your spending. Number one, if you have a spending problem, try using cash and debit cards to manage your cash flow. It'll cut down on what flows out of your wallet. Number two, the only way to know where you're spending money is to track it. We're fans of Tiller, a spreadsheet-based expense tracker that links to all of your accounts. Number three, setting up automated savings like contributing to your 401k or a separate savings account is truly the best way to spend less. If you want to target, aim for saving 20% of what you make. And if 20% feels like a lot, start with 1% of your take-home pay and increase it every month. Start small and develop the habit. Even $10 a week is a great place to start. Good luck. Good luck. This episode of Get Money is over. Get Money is an original production from Gilded Audio and Acast Studios. Check us out at getmoneypodcast.com and follow us at getmoneypod on Instagram. I need money so I can do lots of traveling, go on some dope-ass trips, smoke some great weed, eat at the nicest restaurants in the world, and just live it up. Text us at 917-905-6636. That's 917-905-6636 with any and all questions you have. Yes, you can actually text us. And once you do, we will save your number for any helpful tips or fun updates we may have. Go wherever I want, whenever I want. Get on a yacht. Get on a plane. Wherever. Next week, we're talking about investing. You know you want to invest. Or maybe you don't. But either way, let us show you how. Did you get money from listening to Get Money? Then leave us a review. We're all kooks. Money. 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 Money.
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.